sound better? Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. I got a twist in my cord there. Well, the last Sunday before Christmas in Kawanza. We are going to have a farewell luncheon for Pastor Ryan next Sunday in the gymatorium or the small fellowship. Eh, one or the other. Yeah. Well, then they wouldn't stick around real long. Yeah, I think we could be. Uh, what, what we're doing is we're, this is not a carry-in or anything like that, so uh, it's going, we're going to make it easy. We're going to have uh, catered subs uh, and, I guess, some fluids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything will be individual so you don't have to worry about somebody, you know, handling it that's uh, unclean. And if you are unclean, when you go in the room, you have to, you have to announce that, like they do in Scripture. You have to go, unclean, Un right? Okay, anyhow, I, I digress. So uh, you're invited. However, we would like to know how many people are coming. Nancy has made up a sign-up sheet back on the little table at the, at the, uh, uh, in the alcove back there. Please sign. You don't have to pay anything. The, the church is going to pay for the luncheon. If you want to donate, that's great. If you feel that you should, that's fine. But we're not asking for any donations. We're not asking you to bring anything. So please don't bring anything. All right? Even if you want to. You, I'm sorry? You bring your appetite. You may bring your spouse. So, so, and Owen's going to bring his girlfriend. And. Oh! That's a given. So please be there. It's right after worship on Sunday. Uh, and Ryan's going to be taking over the congregation at East Fairview uh, the next Sunday. So we wish him well. And he will bring the message next Sunday. So uh, it will be his last Sunday, and his family will be here, hopefully, if everything works fine. And uh, we'd like you to attend. So uh, so please sign up, though, so that the ladies know how many subs to order and how much, how much uh, other things they have to know about so uh, we can have a, an accurate count. And if you change your mind, if, you, if, you, if somebody is not here this Sunday, they're going to uh, get, get a few extra so that if somebody shows up next Sunday that wasn't here to sign up, it's okay. It's all right, but we, we want to have some sort of an idea. All right. Uh, I don't think we have anything else to. Uh, 
because Christmas is hitting this coming week, the bulletin will be done Tuesday. So uh, Megan and I have already talked about two of the hymns. All she has to do is pick the first one. And uh, Elaine's going to be doing a little sh very short reading next Sunday in tribute to Walter and all those who have passed in the... That, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm is it? Yeah. Okay, did I get that wrong? It's not next Sunday. Back to square one. I'm sorry. I was thinking it was going to be next Sunday, the last Sunday of the of the year. That is the last Sunday, or is it? Okay. All right. So, all right. You're cool. We're not. We are now. Okay. All right, so you have to pick three, <laughs> three hymns for next Sunday. I'm sorry, Megan. I'm glad. Yeah. You absolutely. Yes, yes. I I think Christmas carols are appropriate. So, so yes, whatever you want to do. But my mistake. Okay. That's the first one for the year. I was getting going through so well. I know, I know. It, it's terrible. Uh, okay. I think we have everything. Boy, am I glad we pointed that out, I would have been totally out of sync. Megan and I would have been celebrating the wrong thing. So, okay, we're in good shape. All right. Uh, offering envelopes are down in the, in the uh, lobby, so pick them up. And remember, if you don't use an offering envelope, if you, and, and that's okay if you don't want to, but you have to know who you are so you can get credit for your taxes if that's important to you. So if you want to just put money in the plate, that's okay, but don't expect to get any acknowledgement at the end of 2021 that you have donated because we won't know who you are. So if, or if you don't forget, if you forget your envelope, just let some, somehow we know who is donating. If it's not important to you, that's okay. And we've always had a couple people in the congregation that for, for their own choice, they did not want to have any tax uh, break for donating to the church, offerings and so forth, and they never let us know who they were, so uh, that's okay, but use the envelopes if you possibly can. All right, and I want to thank everybody publicly for the Christmas cards that you've given. Uh, I do not do, do Christmas cards because I'm lazy, but uh, if you haven't done, and I, plan, I do plan on doing this, if you can send Christmas cards to the folks that are in uh, Londonderry Village especially, please do so. Remember them. That would be important for them. They would enjoy having that. So they, and uh, Gerald Miller over in Masonic Homes, 
he, I'm sure he would like to have us, us acknowledge that he's there and he would like to know that we haven't forgotten him. I think we're up to date. Uh, we do have an Advent reading. Who is doing the Advent reading? Tina and... <clears throat> I am reading today from Luke 1, verses 26 through 42 and 45 through 56. In the sixth month, God sent the angel, angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel said to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Mary asked the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will, will ever fail. Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary hurried to town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she explained, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Blessed are you who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted up the humble. <clears throat> I'm also reading from Matthew 1, verse 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in his mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 
The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. <clears throat> Sunday of Advent, and we light a fourth candle on our Advent wreath. This fourth candle, which is pink, reminds us that this is the last Sunday before Christmas. Christmas is now less than a week away. Our Advent theme this year is witness of the first Advent, what they saw and what they said. Today we focus on the witness of Mary and Joseph, what they saw and what they said. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that we are surrounded by a great cloud of unseen witnesses, these are all the witnesses of our faith that have gone on before us. Mary and Joseph are included in this cloud of witnesses. In fact, Mary and Joseph are key witnesses and direct participants in the first advent. The scriptures tell us that both Mary and Joseph were people of deep and sincere faith. Both saw an angel sent from God, Joseph in a dream, Mary openly. Both of them received a message through the angel explaining God's plan to use them in bringing the Messiah into the world. And both of them believed the message they received. Mary responded to the angel saying, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And when Mary went to see Elizabeth, she heard Elizabeth exclaim, Blessed are you who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. To which Mary responded, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble, sta humble state of his servant. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Joseph did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and took Mary home to be his wife. And the promised son that was born, he gave him the wonderful name of Jesus. The witness of Mary and Joseph is God is a great God. God is to be believed and trusted, and he is worthy of our adoration and praise. Let us pray. Dear Lord, in this year of 2020, we've all had many, many challenges. It's been a year of some fear, some doubt, just so many things. But as we enter this Christmas season with things canceled, in a way, Lord, I feel it's a blessing. The stress, the normal stress, so you call it, of the holiday season is not there. So maybe this is our call, Lord, our call to focus, to believe, to witness, and to truly feel the meaning of Christmas. As we go into 2021, let us take that promise with us and share that good news to all so that they too may believe and witness. We ask these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Oh. Join us in singing together our opening hymn, 154. Concerns. Boy, we have a lot to be joyful for, don't we? Yeah, amen. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we forget the praises so often. It's easy to get bogged down with our concerns. But, oh my, all the, all the praises and all the, all the wonderful things that God does for us, just little things, and it's things that we just don't even recognize. God is very detailed. I, I am convinced of that. Christine, do you have any updates? You do. Very well. Uh, yes, talking of praises, um, Gary Morris had been diagnosed with COVID, Joyce Stricker's brother. He's doing real well. Good. Talk with her, so that's a praise. Uh, another praise, our daughter and son-in-law, Scott and Nancy Bolts. Nancy is back to work at the med center. Good. Has been cleared with everything. Scott is doing real well also. Good. And their son who lives right with them, Brandon, he never did get it, thank goodness. Good. So Good. that they're doing fine, very well. Uh, some sad parts, our friend Vicki Sicker that I've had on, the prayer guide, she passed away uh, Friday, December the 11th. She had brain cancer, and uh, that was a sad time. And, of course, uh, next week we'll be on under grieving because we had the bulletin done before. And keep the, the Donald Long family in your prayers also. That, that was Stanley's brother that had died December the, 8th, December the 6th also. Um, let me see. Oh, Allie, she's a little, the little five-year-old that Tina asked for prayer last week. She has leukemia. Five years old, Allie Placius. And it's just a sabbat. I They just showed me a picture of her with the prayer show on that Tina made, and she just looks adorable. I mean, it's, it's just so sad, a child that young. But um, this is happening all over the world with children. Lots of cancer. So just keep them in our prayers. And we don't, didn't have her on the prayer guide this week, but she will be on next week. Keep her in the prayers because she started treatment. You know, so it's just a sad time and a hard time. That would be everything. I think Nancy has something. Nancy, you have. Okay. Okay. We were praying for Joshua Heisey, the 12-year-old son of Joel Heisey. He did pass away on Thursday, and his family made a decision to help give life spiritually and physically to others by donating some of his organs. A hundred different people. Is wow. that right? Wow. Wow. That, no, see, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. I'm sorry? Thursday. And then um, Elwood Fall Miller, we were praying for him that he was getting a colonoscopy. That was canceled on Tuesday. And on Thursday, he was taken to the emergency room. He had chest pain and wasn't feeling well and admitted. And he did a cardioversion on Friday, and it was successful, praise the Lord. And he came home on Saturday, just, just really tired. And I had the pleasure of talking to Charlie Miller this week. He called. He asked about people at church. So he's another one to send a Christmas card to. He's doing well. He has someone who plows. It was one, It was just started snowing, but he has someone that plows his driveway, and uh, he's doing well. Good. He misses us. He just, we're just too far away. Yeah. Where does he live? I 
Mo Mooresville. I don't know if she, Pat said for what is it, three weeks they've been, they had her in bed because of this, someone had COVID there at the home, so they weren't getting people out of bed, they, so she was kind of going physically backwards, but I think they were going to start physical therapy again this week. Were they able to? Let me get back there, Davey. I also have appraised my daughter-in-law's grandparents that are in the um, prayer guide, Joan and Jerry Hatfield had COVID and they are pretty much back to normal also. Good, good. A lot of praises, that's great. Who else? Pastor Sandy. Oh, yeah, you're one When you get older, you get wiser sometimes. Um, so you were aware that I had a procedure a while back, and the uh, doctor that uh, did it held me in suspenders until this last week when they finally called me and said the tissue samples they sent out were all benign. What? Yay, praise the Lord. Absolutely. That's always good news. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, anyone else? Eleanor. I guess it was Friday evening I got a phone call from his niece in Mississippi, and she said that his sister Gloria had a stroke the day before. So I, I don't know too many more details except that she had a stroke. Stanley's sister, Gloria. Wilson, who lives in Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. Yeah. Right. So you don't hear anything like that? Speaking of little 
little uh, <laughs> things that that God takes into consideration. This is, I don't think I've told you this. This is, this is so, I, to, to you it's only going to be so insignificant and you're going to say, why did he even mention that? But to me it was very significant. I had a cat <laughs> at my shop a couple years ago and he became my good buddy. Believe it or not, he got HIV, AIDS, and he died. Yeah. Uh, and I found out from the vet that that's kind of prevalent with cats. So, you know, I started praying. People say, be careful what you pray for. I started praying that, hey, if you know, if you, God, if you have another cat that's astray, I would like to have another cat. I, I enjoy cats. We have cats at home. And I noticed this black guy hanging around shortly thereafter. And I tried to befriend him. And before I really got him befriended, he had three kittens. <laughs> so I said, okay. You know. <clears throat> Yes, exactly. And God chuckled and said, there you go, kid. And I said, okay, all right, now, so I got to get this, this guy neutered so he doesn't have any more kittens. And so I called the vet, and they said, oh, we don't have any, any openings for a month. I said, oh, okay, you know, well. Uh, and so we waited and waited, and I tried to get Sammy. That's what I called her tamed down, and finally I started getting her tamed down and could started feeding her in a cage so I could catch her and get her to the vet, and that went pretty good, and then she had five more kittens. <laughs> so now we're looking at nine cats. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then the sad part of it is I finally got Sammy tamed down enough and I got her to the vet to get her neutered, and the vet called and said, she has HIV. And I said, oh, my, then it's possible that the kittens have HIV. So we put Sammy down. I was disappointed to do so, but we did. And uh, I took one of the older kittens to get him neutered. He did not have HIV, hallelujah. And then... I finally caught the other two and got them there. They did not have HIV. So the three older kittens were safe, and I was praying that they would be. And now I have five younger kitties running around, and I'm thinking, you know, these kittens i got to find homes for. I cannot have eight kittens around my shop. And so I started asking my customers and so forth, and finally I got a, the vet said, bring them back. We'll, we'll check them. Even if they're real young, we'll check them. Stay, make sure they don't have HIV because you don't want to give a cat to somebody that has HIV, right? So I gathered, the, the kittens were tame enough that I could gather them up and get them in carriers, and I took them back, and I waited and waited and waited, just like Sandy said. He was in suspenders. I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'm praying, please don't let them have HIV. I, I know they probably do because she had HIV. Mommy had HIV. They called and said, the kittens don't have HIV. 
And I said, oh, great. When do you want me to come and get them? Well, we're going to keep them a day. All right. So the next day, they called again and said, we're going to keep them over the weekend. I could see dollar signs. <laughs> and finally, they called on the Monday and said, uh, do you care if we try and find them homes? I said, no, 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 please, help. <laughs> you, know, you know, another answer to prayer, please. And, they, she, and uh, Mrs. Mimmal, Dr. Mimmal in Union Deposit, she said, they are such adorable kittens. She, and she said, they don't have any fleas, they don't have any ear mites, they don't have any ticks, they are in such good health. And she said, we'll see if we can help you find some homes. And I said, okay, I'm going to keep trying here. So I tried to get some people there to go, and I don't think anybody that I contacted went. And finally, the... The day before Thanksgiving, Dr. Mimnall himself called me and said, well, he said, uh, and I, I knew what was coming. Come and get the kittens. You know, we don't want to have them over Thanksgiving. But he said, we found homes for all five of your kittens. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God, because I had been praying so hard. And, and then he went on to say, you know, they were just so adorable. We just we just loved them. We had so much fun with them. They, you know, we worked with them to get them tamed down. And uh, it, he said, we just had so much fun with them. I'm, we're glad we could help you. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. I said, now, uh, when do you, how do you want me to handle the bill? Because I thought, oh, gosh, you know, hundreds of dollars. And he said, well, is this your only outstanding bill? I said, yeah. I said, I took care of everything else. He said, well, we'll catch up with you some other time. And I said, oh, my gosh, hallelujah. So the other day I went to Chocolate World and got boxes and boxes of candy and took it back to the veterinarian for a Christmas gift. But I just said, oh, my, God is so good. He even cares about little kittens. You know, how in the world can you ever turn your back on a God that is so detailed and so interested in the little tiny things that bother us and, and concern us that, you know, it's just fantastic. I still had the three other guys. They're my buddies. We, we have a good time together, and uh, they're well taken care of, but oh, my. So sorry for boring you with this insignificant little story, but it just shows to me how wonderful God is and how he listens to prayers and just answers prayers. And, and you know, okay, I prayed for one cat and I got nine. But, but God said, okay, we'll, we'll work it out. So, and he did. And what a blessing and what an answer to prayers. I know that has, that has no bearing on grieving for past people, past people passing and and so forth, but to me it was significant because I was just so stressed, you know, the election and, and the cats and, and here comes deer season and, and all this and God said, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. He did. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, the God that looks out for all minute little things, the God that is in charge of everything, that cares about everything, that knows even when a sparrow falls. Hallelujah, you are 
fantastic. And we give you praises today, not just for my little story about my cats, but praises for people who are, are cured from this COVID disease, praises for people who have procedures and, and their, their tests come back benign or negative. Lord, thank you, thank you so much that you are the God that cares. You are the God that heals. You are the God that is mighty. And we bless you and we praise you because we know who you are. And you know who we are. We do have grief, Lord. We have people who have passed away. And we ask your blessing and comfort to the families that have lost loved ones. And we have individuals who are still battling illnesses, strokes, and, and what not, Lord, help them. Comfort their families. Give them the assurance that you are in charge. You are the God that knows everything. You are mighty, and we know that. Thank you, Lord. As we look forward to celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, help us to keep our eye on baby Jesus, Keep our eye on adult Jesus and keep our eye on the cross. Lord, you are fantastic. You will help us if we are faithful and we try to be faithful. But it's all your plan, Lord, all your plan. We cannot influence you one way or the other. We ask for prayer if it is your will. We ask through prayer if it is your will, you will do so. Thank you, Lord that you are the one that we can talk to anytime. We ask for blessings and we ask for protection for Christians throughout the world, Lord, especially in Brazil and China, Korea, Nigeria. Lord, bless them. Give them support. Give them great faith. Lord, thank you for their faith. Lord, it is so heart-wrenching when we hear stories of how some Christians are persecuted. We understand that this will happen, but we ask for your protection. Lift them up, Lord. Bless them. And Lord, we ask a blessing upon this country, a country in great turmoil, a country that for many, many instances has turned their back on you. But Lord, if you see fit, would you please drop grace in great abundance on this country? Help our leaders, help our populace, and help our Christian believers. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Bless your child, Jesus. And stay with us as we go through the remainder of this year. A terminless year, Lord. We pray that without your help, it would be a very bleak situation. But you are the God of promises, and you are the God that uh, delivers on your promises. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for being the loving God that you are. And we ask this in your Son's holy name, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our hope, our coming King. Amen.
Megan for playing that for us. Well, hallelujah, it was not 19 inches. It was not 19 inches. So it, in Pottstown, that's what they were predicting in Pottstown that I heard. And uh, part of it came down as rain, so there was a crust in there. But um, we hit, what, six inches maybe? which is way different than 19 inches, you know. Um, the two sons got out and did did the uh, snowblower thing, you know, and uh, we were good. <laughs> Took them out for supper for that. Hey, yeah, over, you know, in Berks County, as I understand, in Berks County, they're not enforcing what the governor said. The, the county sheriff in Berks County says, oh, I'm not enforcing that stuff. That's Berks County, you know. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of strange people in Berks County. <laughs> but but we, we found a restaurant, you know. Oh, well. Hey, couple pet stories. I'd, I'd like to do pet stories too, just, just to let Mike know that he's not the only one. So my, this is a pet story. My neighbor calls me up. This, this is in Ohio, and this is neighbor right across the street. She calls me up and says, Sandy. And I go, uh-oh. Sandy, did you kill my cat? And I go, Dana, I, I have a reputation for not liking cats, but I don't hate cats, and I did not kill your cat. Within five minutes, she had the police down there on the other neighbor, because if it wasn't me, it was him. By the way, another pet story. Uh, I had a, had an uncle... Dale Berger uh, married my mother's sister, all right, and we called him Uncle Chet. And uh, he had a dog that had 11 puppies or something, a bunch of puppies. And so he, he puts out a sign, a cardboard sign out by the road. He's, he's a hog farmer. Puts a sign out there, free puppies, you know thinking that people will just stop by and get free puppies. And what amazed him, what amazed Uncle Chet, was he said, not only did nobody stop by to get a puppy, he said, nobody stopped by at all. <laughs> so he said, you know, I remember economics from high school. This, this says how things in school have changed and some of us some of us were trained about Adam Smith and free market economy and all that stuff you know if you don't know who Adam Smith is I feel sorry for you you know I, I, I believe in free market economy folks and so did my uncle Chet so he, he changed his sign puppies five dollars a piece he said I had 50 people show up wanting 
wanting a $5 dog. Now watch it. You got to think about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll just, that's, that, was a, that was a freebie. I just threw that out. For, but that's a, it's a true story and to the best of my ability with no exaggeration. All right. Let's turn to Matthew and uh, a passage that we uh, have uh, begun the service with. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord. We anchor our hearts not to uh, seasonal things. We do not anchor our hearts to pleasant imaginings. Nice little story. I like nice little stories. I I like that stuff. But it's not what I anchor my heart to. I don't even... I don't even anchor my heart to, you know, nice family gatherings or whatever. You know, okay, I enjoy that. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it and it is a challenge for many this time, uh, this time around. But things will not always be like this, right? And um, you know, it could get worse before it gets better. You know that. Uh, you know, part, of, part of the core of what I'm talking about today is the fact that we know misery loves company and when people go through tough things, we identify with it because, yeah, we're probably going through some tough things ourselves somehow, some way. And the question is, will you go through that tough stuff by yourself? Will you do, will you do your daily life and just sort of ignore the Lord? Or are you going to let the things that is put stress on your soul to let that stress once again turn you back to the Lord? I remember a Friday night, December the 1st, 1972, when the chaos and stress in my soul was so much, for the very first time, I cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, save me. <laughs> and it's never been the same since. It hasn't. God wants to use every little thing. There, there, there's a lot of things, that, just blessings that comes along in fact, the psalm says, the Lord daily, this is old King James, the Lord daily loadeth us with blessings. You know, and, and that's a picture, Old Testament picture of a dump truck. Yeah, I know the dump truck didn't exist in the Old Testament, but it is a dump truck backing up to our lives and <laughs> the Lord, you know, giving us more blessings. And irrespective of how absolutely heartbreaking the things that we may go through. Never, never back away from, from adoring and worshiping the Lord because he is so good. And the vast majority, you know, it's not, it's not that the Lord can't bring judgment and it, that he cannot be be the reason why we're going through tough things. Sometimes that, 
judgment is from him, but even that can be a good thing, all right? Chastening, he loves us so much, he chastens us, trains us. But the vast majority of stuff that we wrestle with is not, is not the Lord's fault. Is you know, oh, well, God let it happen. Uh, well, no. Back off from that. Because the devil would dearly love you to blame God for what the devil's doing. The devil would just love that. And don't, don't you do it. And always, always be alert to, for, for the blessings. You know, God has a reputation of dropping blessings into our lives that if we're not alert to, we don't even realize it until a long time later, maybe. Always be searching. Now, what are the good things? That, you know, in the middle of heartbreak, always ask, but what is the good thing God's doing? And praise him. In the middle of your tears, in the middle of your heartbreak, praise him. Thank the Lord. Worship the Lord. Oh, God, thank you so much. Thank you for that doctor's report, you know. And I didn't really have time when he was, you know, to ask a bunch of questions, but I, I was glad for the report. You, you, uh, are on God's mind to bring blessing to you. God wants to bless us. He is the blesser. That is his nature. That is his heart. And the very pinnacle of that was the goodness he brought to us in coming to this world and dying on that cross, dying on the cross for our sins. He, there's a kindness in the heart of God because, and it's because the devil is working overtime to get us to blame God for, for all the things that, you know, and God's going to let people, basically, he's going to let people do evil things if that's what they are inclined to do. And, and we end up being victim of that. People in Nigeria uh, this past week was north, Western Nigeria, Christians were persecuted. Um, a bunch of, bo not girls this time, but a bunch of boys were kidnapped. The vast majority of, the, of them, as I understand, have been released. Um, no, don't say, oh, you know, well, you know, you know that it's God's fault for letting that. No, 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 no. God says, if, you know, Look, if you, I'm talking about you, if you want to perpetrate something bad against somebody else, you know, God will let you. He, he gives you true choice. And he says, you, are you willing, are you willing by your choice to give your heart to me? And, and as, 
And the, and the Lord is saying, will we let him be our Lord and God? And it's our choice. And what righteousness is, is a choice not, o- not only to do the good thing and the nice thing, but to, to pursue the heart of God, what God is. Oh God, I want that in me. And the reality of God, you know, uh, Paul talks about Christ dwelling in our hearts by faith, that that indwelling, uh, Jesus talks about it in the Last Supper, as abiding in Christ, that that abiding becomes motivation and a heart's desire, and I will even use a word that I reluctantly use, but I really believe it's the right word, that a passion to do God's will. And and to let the mind of Christ not only be in our mind, but but be in the person who who we are and the choices we make. We make choices every day. Big choices, little choices. And to say God, I want to serve you as my Lord and to make choices for you. For you. We're talking about uh, Joseph and Mary today. And in Matthew, we have the passage about uh, that is really sort of more focused on uh, Joseph. And um, uh, just to read a, a portion of this, uh, it's, I think, a really a marvelous story. Um, prior, to the, prior to verse 18 in Matthew chapter 1 is uh, sort of the genealogy um, that, that uh, Jesus' family, both uh, Mary, now Mary in the, in the Hebrew, what would it have been? It would have been Miriam, Miriam, okay, that would, and and through through Latin, through Greek, Latin, and into Old English, into uh, Modern English, it ends up being Mary. All right, but but it's a, it's the same word in the Old Testament as Miriam. Okay, so Miriam and Yosef, you, you pronounce the J with a Y sound, sort of a, a German type thing. And these two were people of very strong faith, I believe. Mary, Mary was probably, look, if it, we don't, it does not say this, and so we don't know for sure, but the custom of the day, we can say what the custom of the day was, was uh, as a young woman, uh, Somewhere between 14 and 17, a young woman would become engaged. And very often families would be involved in, uh, yeah, sort of setting things up. (laughs) And Joseph would have come along with some kind of dowry uh, to uh, Mary's father. And Joseph... 
It was custom. Now, some people say, oh, you know, he was real old. I don't think that. I think that that's said because he sort of disappears out of the picture. We don't see him after the temple incident where Jesus stays behind with his father's business in the temple. When he was, you know, uh, there, and here comes Mary and Joseph. That's the last we see of Joseph. All right. Some imagine that he's way older than me. But, but the customary thing, would he, he would have been maybe between 17, 19, maybe 20. And, and for them, it was customary to be betrothed. Betrothed is like being married without the physical relationship. Okay. And the betrothal was normally about 12 months. So for us, it was how long was it? Year and a half, almost two years. And you keep yourself morally pure, celibate. And you use that time, what? To build your relationship. And at the end of those, that 12 months, an unspecified date at the end of those 12 months, he will just show up and says, we're going to our new home. <laughs> and he carries her off. By the way, that's what Jesus is going to do to his bride. He's going to carry her off. Yeah, will you be a part of that? He... Uh, He was devoted to the Lord, we can see in this passage. But he had a, listen, I believe Joseph had a tender heart. This is a heart of our heavenly father when Jesus calls God his heavenly father. He is giving Joseph a compliment. I believe that. Let's uh, look at let's look at, at the first part of that. The birth of Jesus Christ, verse eighteen. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows: After his mother Mary was betrothed, took a divorce to get out of the betrothal. A written divorcement had to happen to get out of it. The, so they were they were half married, but it took a divorce to get out of it. All right was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, all right, which is saying what it is, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now, yikes. I, I guess it's because, I, you know, I'm getting 